Welcome to another episode of the Pretty Pixels podcast. I am one of your hosts, Joey. And I am your second and the most endearing host, Tab. Most endearing. That's, <laughs> oh, okay, I see. We're coming up with, with qualifiers now. We are, we are. <laughs> I'm your least endearing host, Joey. Um, so what our main course, our main selection today is we're going to talk about virtual reality Yes. Wow, I sound drunk. Virtual reality. <laughs> we are going to talk about virtual reality. Um, talk about our experience with it, some of our favorite games. But of course, mm-hmm. before that, let's talk about any news that's noteworthy that we're interested in. There was a lot of news this week, I felt like. Yeah, there was a lot of news. Um, I'm, I'm referring to the list because there's quite a few things. Uh, I think the most surprising news for me was just that Microsoft is... So there's a deal in the works where Microsoft is going to acquire potentially Discord for $10 billion. That's a bigger deal than when Amazon bought Twitch. That's huge, huge. And I don't, I'm not sure I get it. (laughs) I'm not, I mean, I, I don't know what Microsoft gains by this. Like Discord is a very popular platform. It's primarily used for, um, video game communication, like people chatting Mm -hmm. on it through, Mm -hmm. Uh, either text or voice um, to play video games together and to like you know communicate is Microsoft going to make it a Xbox exclusive platform or do they leave it open like I don't understand what it brings to their portfolio they have Xbox Live which which has its own chat functions Mm -hmm. so they don't need discord necessarily I haven't heard a lot of complaints about the Xbox Live chat functionality so I'm just not sure like what what they get out of this Yeah, I guess I'm looking at it from the standpoint of it is such a community-driven space. And yes, it has its roots in gaming, but there are so many different communities that are using that space. And I think it's just going to continue to kind of blow up and grow as the years go on. I saw that there was, I think it was a New York Times article that was like, if you don't understand what Discord is, listen to these two people talk about it and these individuals who have um, book clubs that they run through Discord. So there's a lot of different uh, ways that people are using using the uh the platform yeah i guess part of it for me too though is uh, like microsoft is one of the biggest software and hardware you know companies in the world they can't make their own discord you know it's is it cheaper is it i think sometimes it's cheaper to acquire yeah, <laughs> or I guess it's easier so. to it just it 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 kind of shocked me and i don't i don't even know it might just still be a rumor i'm not sure if it's been confirmed yet but when I saw it, I, I was kind of shocked by it. And then I was kind of shocked by why I was shocked. I was like, why Why am I shocked by this? Like, it seems, I don't know. I just, I guess I just don't know what to make of it. But that was probably, like you said, the biggest, the biggest bit of news. Uh, PlayStation, speaking of acquisitions, also bought Evo, the, uh, f- the fighting um, competition or the fighting tournament. Uh and again, I'm not really sure what to make of that. I know some people have been talking about the fact that Smash Brothers has been left out of the discussion, I guess, for the next tournament. I don't follow Evo very closely, so I'm not quite not quite sure about how um, 
how that how that all works. But I don't know. I, I guess I don't really know what to make of that one either. Hmm, that's interesting. To to go back to Discord um, real quick, this mm-hmm. might help to give a sense of like the the level of popularity. They have nearly 150 million people who use the platform um, regularly per month. That's how big it is. How many? That's, how many people use Microsoft Teams? You know um, what I mean? Like, I, that is a good question. I don't know. Yeah, it's like I, I don't know. I guess I just don't know where it fits into their portfolio because people probably use Teams. I know Teams doesn't have the best reputation, and maybe that's part of this. But I don't right. think Discord is replacing Teams. So it's like no. I can't imagine they're buying it to be like, oh, here's your new platform for all of your like work and play communication needs. I just mm-hmm. it's um, maybe we're just gonna see more and more of like the big players gathering up as many of these other companies as they possibly can yeah um because i think the gaming space in particular is just going to become more and more competitive i think what's what for me kind of what's exciting about this in a way is is that microsoft and this is pure speculation i've never seen anything that's like really confirmed any of this but there's been a lot of speculation about microsoft's future and the idea mm-hmm. that they might be moving away from an Xbox exclusive platform and more toward services that are basically hosting services. So using, my, you know, Xbox Live or Xbox Games pa- Game Pass or something like that to deliver games to other platforms. You know, there were rumors mm-hmm. about the Switch. And then there are rumors that like, what if they get out of the platform, you know, the hardware platform, uh, or the hardware, the hardware game completely and just Game Pass is just something you get on any platform, and maybe mm-hmm. that has something to do with it. Maybe getting Discord, which is a shared community by all gaming platforms, mm-hmm. you know, maybe it's uh, yeah, it fits within that service model. So yeah, yeah it'll it'll be interesting to see what they do end up doing with it if if the 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 deal goes through. Yeah, definitely. Um, also, PlayStation Three, PSP, and PS Vita stores are going to be shut down by July uh. or August. Yeah, and you tweeted about that. Yeah, because I I hooked up my PlayStation 3 for the first time in years and that in and of itself was a was an experience. Like it was so exciting, you know what I mean? I've had it hooked up for a long time, but I haven't actually like turned it on and played it. Um and I turned it on and the PlayStation 3 was not my platform of choice for that generation, the 360 was. But I did get one. I was very excited. I did like it. I mean, in theory, when you put when you stack it up next to the 360, I feel like I should like the the PlayStation 3 more. It's mm-hmm. more powerful. It has more features. Um, but it didn't have its online infrastructure together. It didn't have the games that I wanted at the time. Right. Um, and so weirdly, when I hook it up now, I think because I didn't get to spend as much time with it back in the day, I get weirdly excited. Like, oh, maybe now I can use it. Um, and I, I hooked it up and I updated the software and um, I got ready for Fallout New Vegas, which is a game I'm going to be playing on it soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I went, decided to go to the store to see like what's available. And I ended up trying to buy Persona 3 mm-hmm. um, through the online store, through the PlayStation store on my PS3 and a couple of Persona wallpapers. And it wouldn't let me. It just kept giving me an error. It didn't. There wasn't an error number or anything like that. It just kept saying error in, in something like, we encountered an error or something. Hmm. So I was like, that's really weird. And then literally the next day, Sony's like, <laughs> or there's rumors that Sony's going to. Right, you right. Know. So I'm sorry, everyone, but I, I ruined that you for you. broke the system. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I did get around it. I went and basically what I did was I went and bought 
a gift card um, and then applied it to my wallet and then used those funds to purchase what I wanted okay. to buy. And so I was able to do it. But now I'm like, I think I need to do that because for the PlayStation 3 in particular, the or really the Vita 2, um, there are some games that are available on there that you can't get anywhere else at this point. So I might have to go through and, hmm. and snatch, snatch up a handful of them. Do you have any interest in kind of old school? I know you've talked about you don't have a PS3, right? No, You've I got rid of my PS3. One, right? yeah. uh, what? Didn't you didn't you talk about buying one? Yeah, so that was my the PS3 was actually my first console that was like new to me. Oh. I bought it when it was closer to the end of like the console's uh run before the PS4 came out, but that was like my first actual console new in the box. And I had that for a couple years and then when I bought the PS4, I sold the PS3 and I kind of regret doing that. Um, so maybe eventually I'll, I'll pick up another one. Uh, but I, I really like the, the PS3. I didn't have much experience with the Xbox 360, so I can't really compare the two, but I don't know. I, I like the PS3 enough. Yeah. I, I mean, I have the, um, 80 gigabyte model, which is fully backwards compatible, which is why I like, I mm. am so glad that mine still works because I have all mm -hmm. these old PlayStation one discs that I can just pop in and it's, uh, right. but they do have some PlayStation one and PlayStation two titles available, through the playstation network and that's why like it's like you can't play those games on ps4 ps5 so right uh i recently i should have read the i didn't i didn't read the full article i recently saw a headline of there are rumors that sony just patented something that might allude to them doing fully backwards compatible oh um with the P playstation 5 but I, I didn't read it so i can't really comment on that but that that would be interesting yeah for sure. that's the number one feature that i was hoping for um yeah. one of the okay not number one that's ex exaggerating a bit but i really wanted that from the playstation 5 um mm -hmm. if they can open up their catalog to the entire sony playstation catalog the history of the of every, yeah. every generation that would just make the playstation 5 such an attractive system and i understand from a business standpoint they've said in the past that you know, people don't really use backwards compatibility and, you know, everyone says they want it, but they don't really use it. And it's like, but it's nice to have it because you might not use it all the time because, of course, you want to play the new games. Mm -hmm. But when it is there um, and you do have the opportunity, you can just go buy an old game, especially when, like, the way that social media has changed the way we talk about games and how quickly we disseminate trends and things like that. I can absolutely see, I mean, streaming, great example, a streamer, mm -hmm. if they could access a PlayStation 1 game easily on their PS5, that increases those, you know, people going to rush out and buy that PlayStation 1 game. So right. Um, I, I think the landscape's different enough now that they should revisit that, but maybe that's just me being selfish. Mm -hmm. Anything else in the, uh, the news? Uh, just a couple of small things the gotham knights was delayed to 2022 that wasn't surprising oh i saw that yeah yeah i'm excited for that game but i i didn't i'm not i'm not surprised they're delaying it uh shin megami tensei 3 the hd remake is coming to north america may 25th i think i'm excited about that i haven't played any of the shin megami tensei games but i am excited for the new one that's coming on switch i think it's five um, so I've heard that three is one of the best of among them. So I think I might get it, but we'll, uh, we'll see. But yeah. I guess the last bit, go ahead. 
Oh, I have just a small thing that selfishly I'm, I'm somewhat excited yeah. for. Um, I play The Hunter Call of the Wild, and the developers just announced the new Bloodhound Dog DLC. And that releases on March uh, 30th, I believe. And I'm, I'm just excited, as a lot of people in the community have wanted hunting dogs to be added to the game for a while. And it seems like a very natural thing for the game. Um and I'm I'm definitely ready to share my walks through the woods with a good puppers. So, <laughs> and it's, I'm happy about that announcement. What is the DLC called? Bloodhound Dog. Is it just bloodhounds though, or can you have other kinds of dogs? It just adds a bloodhound to the game, and it can like follow follow you and like do scent work for you. Oh, okay. So you can't get yeah. like a an Australian no. Shepherd. Damn it! <laughs> Trash game. No, I'm, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Um, well, speaking of selfish, though, one one yeah. last bit. I don't even know. This is not news, really. <laughs> no, this is just us wanting to share. Yeah, we ordered we... custom PlayStation 5 controllers. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like we talked each other into it, kind of. <laughs> we did, because I was, it was one evening where we were both online chatting, and I was like, Joey, what was the company that you used to get the custom, um, DualShock controllers, and you told me it was Colorware? Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, hmm, I wonder if they have PS5 controllers. (laughs) And of course they do. (laughs) And so I was playing around with some designs, and I was like, you know, I don't know. It's like, it's kind of expensive. I do sort of want it for my birthday, but I'll like sleep on it. And then you. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you got, you were talking about it, and I, it made me remember the, so as you said, I have a, a a custom DualShock four controller from them uh, or a dual shock from the playstation 4 uh, and it's pink and it's beautiful and i got it as a gift and i knew it was expensive but you know the way that they do these things is they actually take the controller apart and then Mm -hmm. they spray all of the components um, and they do a really great job with it it's very high quality and then they put the controller back together so it doesn't seem like some custom job where someone slaps some paint on something and they're like oh here look it's a pink controller like it seems like a legitimately genuine Mm -hmm. professional paint job and i was so happy with mine that you know usually when your controller starts going bad you just buy a new one or you just you know make do until you can afford a new one with that one i kept repairing it myself i learned how to replace the sticks which i had to do four different times i had to replace the battery i I can remember some of those times i had to get in there and deep clean the shoulder buttons because they were starting to stick so like i loved that controller so much that i just kept fixing it until finally the battery the second battery was dying and i was like well this new purple controller is coming out and Mm -hmm. uh, you know it's coming to the end of the ps4's life lifespan anyways so when you brought it up, I was like, ah, oh, man, I really missed that controller. <laughs> and I looked it up when we first got our PS5s. I looked up to see if they offered the new uh, PS5 controllers, and they did not at first. But it's still relatively recent that they started offering custom paint jobs on Xbox Series X and uh, PlayStation 5. And so I was like, I love... I loved that pink controller so much. Like every time I picked it up to play it, I was so happy with it. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I, I did it. And then you woke up and I had already ordered it and you were like, well, yeah, now I got to order like, mine. Well, damn yeah. it. Now I have to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I, so yours is similar to the, the previous controller then as far as the colors or. Yeah. It's slightly different because the, the way that, you know, the, the look of the PlayStation five controller is so different that, I feel like 
you know, you can't just get the same with a PlayStation four controller. It's basically like a top and bottom kind of contrast between the two different colors. But Mm -hmm. with the PlayStation five, you have these like blades on the shoulders, you know, on the arms of the controller, and then you have the touchpad and then you have the center kind of part. So it looked different, but yeah, it's very similar. It's like two different shades of pink, white buttons. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm super excited. What, what color is yeah. your blue, right? I went with blue. So the touchpad and the shoulders are, I have it up because it's so pretty. <laughs> um, the, the touchpad and the shoulders are like a lighter blue. And then like that center area and the strips on the inside of the, the, it's not really the shoulders yeah. if it's on the inside, <laughs> but whatever. <laughs> it's a deeper blue. And so that way um, the, uh, the sticks kind of the black matches with the deeper blue and then the lighter blue goes with the, um, uh, with the white buttons. So I think it looks pretty slick. I'm yeah, excited. And this is, this is obviously not an ad. Um, we don't have enough listeners to have, <laughs> to have ads, but, uh, if you are interested, <laughs> it's, it's a color, it's a company called Colorware, C-O-L-O-R-W-A-R-E. And you can choose, uh, different, they also do decals. So you can do like stickers for your PlayStation 5 and yep. computer and stuff. But um, but you can choose different color buttons, um, different color, like two different color, like you can have a different color for the touchpad, for the arms, for the center. Oh, yeah. All these different. You can have your name or like your your gamer tag etched on there. Yeah. And, and there's different kinds of paints like glossy yeah. and stuff like yeah, that. Metallic, so, yeah. Metallic. Yeah. They have, they have some nice options. Yeah. I think mine is like a matte pink and then a glossy pink. I think. Yeah. I, went with, I think I went with two mattes. Yeah. But yeah. Um, but like you said, it's not it's not cheap. I think if you get everything yeah. customized, it's one hundred and fifty dollars. Um, yeah. I think we excluded the buttons, and it brought. Yeah, we it were down both to, trying to find a way to like. Yeah. Okay, how do I make the white buttons just yeah. work? <laughs> and it, I think it does. I think you know the, yeah. the buttons themselves are twenty dollars, so that mm-hmm. saves you twenty dollars right there. And yeah. I think it looks great with both of our controllers. So, yeah. so yeah, um, plug. That's, that's not a plug done (laughs) plug non-plug so let's let's talk about what we've been playing really quick then what have you what have you been playing the usual minecraft um ghost of Tsushima legends i am very much caught up in the grind for gear which is it's funny because that's what i love about looter shooters and darn it all joey i want a new solid looter shooter (laughs) (laughs) i'm just like ready for another game like that yeah um, I did briefly try Fallout New Vegas on the PS5 using the uh, PlayStation PlayStation Now mm-hmm. service. Is that right? Yep. And uh, I, I don't know if I can do it. <laughs> it just, without getting into it too much, the controls and just the movement and the feel of it, it doesn't, it just doesn't feel right on the PS5. So I think I'm going to try it through Steam instead oh. on the PC and just kind of see how that goes. I didn't get very far into it, only like an hour, maybe an hour and a half. So I don't feel like I'm losing all that much. Right. Um, and then I haven't started these games yet, but I did buy two games for myself today uh, because I was feeling that I'm feeling the itch to play some more games on PC. And I feel like that for me is very much an end of the semester, kind of moving into summer sort of thing. Yeah. So I bought Carto, and I think it's pronounced Mundon. And Carto is a game that I think I mentioned to you before, and it's this indie adventure puzzle game where you alter the world by flipping squares of the map. And it just looks really cute and original, yeah. so I'm excited to get into that. And then Mundon is a horror game that I literally just heard about Um And so that was definitely an impulse purchase. (laughs) Hopefully I don't regret it. But the art is what captured my interest. It's hand penciled. 
Oh. Other than that, I just know that it involves like exploration, a bit of survival and some puzzles, but I was very intrigued by that art style. So we'll we'll see. Maybe this coming week I'll I'll have to check that out. What platforms are did you mention what those are for? Uh PC. Both for PC. Mm-hmm. Okay. I remember yeah. Mundan, one of the podcasts I listened to, they were talking about it. It did sound pretty interesting. Okay. Um, so maybe I'll have to check that as well. Um, yeah, I am also going to be playing Fallout New Vegas. Um, I think you probably ended up playing because I was talking about it would be cool if we both ended up playing. Yeah. Um, but I, ha- it's just I loved Fallout Three, which was my introduction to the series, and I've heard such good things about New Vegas. But at the time of release, it was reportedly so buggy, so I passed on it at the time, thinking, "Oh, I'll come come back to it later." Which, of course, in you know backlog years means you know never and so i was like you know now now seems like a really good time before the very busy may month of may Um, but before that i'm finishing up strikers i finished up the main campaign and i'm just grinding out the final few trophies i do want to get the platinum for it but one of the trophies is it requires literally hours of grinding. And so Ooh. I'm part of me wants to be like, well, just forget it. I don't need the platinum, but I just, I really you want, to. I know, you know I need you a persona game. I feel like I kind of have to do it. Um, and I've already grinded so much for it. So I feel like I kind of have to do it, but um, yeah, I, I love that game so much. It really more and the more and more I played it, like I mentioned before, it is not the game. I think a lot of people thought it was going to be, which is, which was mm-hmm. going to be this, um, you know, Musu style game or Mushu style game. I hear it pronounced both ways um, with, you know, some Persona 5 slapped in there. It was, it's Persona 5. It's a Persona 5 sequel with a different combat system. That's, mm-hmm. that's it. And if you love those characters, you love that world. I definitely think it's worth checking out. Um, it's, it's a, it's, it is a little shorter. I'm over a hundred hours now, but I think I could have easily beaten it. That's short for Jeff. That is, I mean, <laughs> I, I, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think I, I spent like 150 hours beating Persona 5, but I know I've been doing a lot of side stuff and grinding and stuff yeah. like that. So I probably could have beaten it in 50 hours, but, uh, but yeah, I've been playing that a lot. I played, I forgot to mention last week, I started playing Peggle 2 uh peggle is a game that um i I brought up ron before my friend ron recommended to me way back in the day for steam and i kind of was like it's a what like what kind of game it's like a cutesy mobile (laughs) type of pachinko game where you just like shoot this metal ball and it bounces around these pegs and it did not sound interesting but he talked me into it and i tried it and it's just weirdly very addictive and there's a it's it's very cute and there's a a very kind of wry sense of humor about it and so i bought two during one of the playstation sales a long time ago and i just never played it and i was kind of skimming through games that might be easy to just play you know 10 20 minutes at a time and i saw and i just started playing and i couldn't stop like it's just one of those games that's that's uh just a lot of fun and then of course minecraft still playing that but uh but yeah just getting getting excited i feel like we're so close to april which like we said last week is so close to may which is when all these big games come out so i am (laughs) hyped so let's get into our main course then shall we yes virtual reality (laughs) virtual reality (laughs) wasn't that a jamiroquai song way back in the was it 20th century i think so (laughs) um 
but okay so as we mentioned this is not some kind of like all-encompassing history no. of virtual reality this is our own experience mm -hmm. and there is a lot there are are a lot of virtual reality headsets out there um mm -hmm. i mean there's the oculus quest the oculus rift the oculus go the hp reverb the valve index the htc vive the playstation vr which is what we have and like mm -hmm. numerous others Oh, yeah. um, which is funny to me because when it first started, when virtual reality, when when the Oculus, which what was it, Project Morpheus, I think was wasn't that what it was originally yeah. called? Um, when that was first announced, it was being highlighted in several like mainstream news magazines mm -hmm. and things. But there was this this idea that well maybe it's just going to be a phase and maybe it's just going to be a trend. But like, and, and people still say that people keep talking about well is the vr wave going to crash like when is it gonna end if 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 it does but look at the market like if anything i think the market is flooded when we yeah when i well, when i bought my psvr i was so excited um because i was like wow real vr is here like virtual reality is like affordable and it's here <laughs> i know the future is the future is now but then i would go to like walmart or target and i would see these like really cheap headsets that yeah. were like $20 virtual reality. And it was like, it's not, and I'm not trying to be classist or snobby about it or anything like that. But that stuff I feel like damages the market because then people who don't know much about virtual reality are like, oh, my friend keeps talking about this Oculus thing and I don't have $500 to spend on a headset mm -hmm. or whatever. Uh, and so they'll buy like a cheap $40 headset from Walmart or Amazon or something. Yeah. And they'll be like, oh, this sucks. This is mm -hmm. not, mm -hmm. this doesn't feel like virtual reality. It doesn't feel real. Um, and then, you know, where, like, what is the future of virtual reality? <laughs> Sorry, my cat is scratching <laughs> my lap. Trying to quietly laugh I'm here. I'm <laughs> trying to like just talk through it. And then she's really getting she's the like, claws hey, in there. She's like, you're not paying attention to me. Um, but yeah, like, you know, the, and I think the ver like video games, if any industry should realize the effect of that, because that's why video games crashed in the late seventies and early eighties was the market mm -hmm. was flooded and people would go to a, you know, a retailer and be like, give me the latest video game. And they would be like, for which platform we have these 12 different platforms, these 12 different consoles, um, which version of Pac-Man do you want? Or people would buy Pac-Man for the Magnavox Odyssey, not realizing that they need, you know, a, an Odyssey to play it, they bring this cartridge home and they can't play it in their Atari Twenty Six Hundred or whatever. Um, and and I feel like that's kind of what's happening with VR now. I, I think it's starting to settle. Um, a lot of these smaller brands are starting to kind of go by the wayside, but even still, just listing off, I didn't even name all of the headsets available in the ones oh, that I yeah. named, and those are all out there and. Um, those are just the big names right <laughs> but but yeah so we don't have all of those um no. the one that we go ahead sorry i was just gonna say i only have experience with a psvr didn't which you... my students mocked me for did but, you, you know, <laughs> <laughs> the psvr has such a bad reputation but i think it's one of those um i think it's just one of those things i don't really understand it it's not it's not the same fidelity as some of the more some of the pricier uh especially the pc powered stuff like the oculus rift right. um, well you also don't have access to a ton of games right 
you know. But you I mean, have... even if you think about something like Beat Saber, yes, it's on the 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 PSVR, but you don't have access to all of the songs, right? You know that people have implemented with that, but. Yeah, that's true. But then I think there are exclusives to the PSVR that that do oh, yeah. sort of st- oh, yeah. set it apart. Um, you know, Astro for Bot. me, it was a matter of what is going to be like the most accessible. Yeah. What do I already have? What will it work with? Price. The price point was right. I bought it around. Was it Christmas of? Was it nineteen, or was it twenty twenty? It might have been twenty twenty. It's so hard to tell because pandemic life, but it wasn't too long ago. Yeah. I mean, it was well after you had bought your headset. Well, it wasn't 2020 unless it was January, right? So if it was Christmas, it would have been 2019. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, that's what I meant. Yeah. I was thinking winter of 2020. Yeah, that's, yeah. What, it, yeah, that's what I was thinking. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I same thing for me. I, you know, I wanted a, uh, I was going to say Morpheus. I wanted an <laughs> Oculus, of course, but my computer at the time couldn't 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 support it, and so I was like, "Well, I have to buy this." I want to say it was like six hundred dollars at the time. I have to mm. buy the six hundred dollar headset, and then minimum like an eight hundred dollar out of the box like VR ready computer, or yeah. make my own, which is still not cheap if you want to make something that's VR ready. So I'm like, okay, I'm looking at spending over a thousand dollars easy. Or I buy this bundle with the PSVR for $400 that comes with the headset and the controllers and a game. And that Mm -hmm. was far too... And I think, I mean, if I remember correctly, um, gamesindustry.biz on their podcast, they were talking about the PSVR having the largest install base of any of the current headsets. Mm -hmm. Now, I, I do think they clarified that it's hard to know because a lot of these manufacturers are not very don't share their numbers very freely but based on their their numbers that they've looked at it seems like the psvr is probably the most widely distributed makes sense yeah you know combine the cost of a ps4 plus the the headset yeah i mean because i've had people like one of my favorite things to do with vr is to have people play it (laughs) weirdly enough best part (laughs) right my favorite thing about having a playstation 5 is not playing it with other people it's play is me playing it you know what i mean but like mm-hmm. with the vr i want to watch people experience vr for the first time it's so fun and so magical um and when i've shown people you know almost every case people would be like how do i get that like how, how much how much is that what do i need to get that and if they have a playstation 4 at the time it was simple. It was like, oh, you just buy one of these bundles and you got it. Mm-hmm. And that's it. That's all you need. But then like for, say, like my mom's boyfriend, he's like, what do I need to get this? And I'm like, well, you got to buy a PlayStation 4 and then you got to buy this bundle. Mm-hmm. You got to make sure you have the camera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and so, you know, with with PC-based VR, now, of course, there's things like the Oculus Go, which, are, which is a standalone headset. You don't right. need to connect it to a PC or anything like that. So there's more options out there now. Um what does that run? What do you mean? Oh, I don't the remember. I, I don't think they sell it anymore. I think they discontinued it. Oh, okay. That's the one that was discontinued. I think okay. so. Yeah. But for me, I think if I remember correctly, it was like 200 bucks normally. And I think I got it oh. on sale for like 150 Oh, okay. There was two different sizes too. So maybe that affects the price. But um, I mean, that's not bad. Yeah. I mean, especially because you don't there's no cables there's no again you don't need a computer to run it i think if if you're just looking at vr for 
um, experiences, like looking at kind of nature documentaries in in VR or um, some like simulation based things like roller coasters or flight. Mm-hmm. That I think I think of. Um, well, again, it's discontinued, but a hands free computer free headset like that I think would be perfectly fine. But if you're looking for something with like higher fidelity. Um, controls that are more precise I think you'd probably want to go with one of the higher end headsets but um, but yeah so we both have PSVR that's our primary headsets I have the go I haven't done much with it to be honest I don't remember did you try Google card card uh, Google cardboard back in the day I did not I couldn't get that out Google Google cardboard Um, I mean that was an option I don't know if they still support it but basically you uh you have this cardboard that you would purchase online for cheap, like seven bucks or 10 bucks. And then you just fold it in a certain way. And then you just slide your phone and on most, most kinds of cell phones into the front of it. And basically what it does is if you go to a site that supports it, it separates the image into two separate images um, and simulates VR. I mean, it's basically like a really cheap, uh, way to experience some very basic kind of VR experiences. And even that was something that was, um, interesting to play around with, but, um, yeah, we're just kind of, we're dancing around the idea that the PSVR is the, our main, that, that's still a thing, by the way, Google cardboard, the Google cardboard. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Yep. Um, I mean, that's a really cost effective way for people to test. Oh out yeah. And they VR. have a bunch of cool difference, um, uh, cardboard viewers like different patterns and styles and stuff so makes it a little more fun yeah I remember when I was messing around with it I thought again with our so many times I end up thinking how can I use this in the classroom and right. Google Cardboard is perfect because while we can't guarantee that all of our students have cell phones enough of our students have cell phones that if we wanted to do something like that mm-hmm. well and the cheapest one is eight ninety five. Look at that. Yeah. I think I yeah. paid like $14 for the one that I have. Mm-hmm. They, they go up to, I think the most expensive one is $40, but um, it just depends on like the build and everything. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, a lot of That's them cool. come with straps and stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. um, okay. So PSVR. Yes. Let's talk about that. So <laughs> we were both, you know, I, I think I got mine. I'm pretty sure I got mine at launch because I was so excited. I got that big bundle that came with the camera and the, the two controllers um, but really the important thing of course is cause, okay, well we could talk about comfort and all that stuff. I don't really think all that matters too much. I think it's a comfortable yeah. headset. Um, yeah. but let's talk as about as a person who wears glasses. It's good. Yeah. I, that's one of the things where I, I, I'll talk to someone. They'll be like, Oh, I'd love to try VR, but I wear glasses. And I'm like, trust me, it's, like, yep. mm-hmm. <laughs> it, you know, for some people they don't even have to wear glasses because the game it's like, right. The screen is so close to your eyes. Um, but even if you do wear glasses and you keep them on, it's mm-hmm. it's pretty. Yeah, there's plenty of room in there. Yeah. Um, and as a, a smaller individual, uh, <laughs> it fits my my tiny baby head perfectly. <laughs> like it's not like too big or too loose. There's a lot of adjusting that you yeah. can do with it. So let's talk about games. Then, what are some of your yeah. favorite PlayStation VR games? Are we going to go through a quick list or kind of talk a little bit about them? Because I'm definitely prepared to talk a little bit about them. Yeah, I I mean, I have so many that I don't, I'm, I'm, I think for some of them, I'll just mention them. But okay, um, okay. but yeah, let's go into depth with some of them. Like, what's your, do you have like a favorite okay. or? I have four favorite VR games that I pulled out today. Um, as far as favorite, I am torn. I think I'll start with 
Arizona Sunshine. Oh. So Arizona Sunshine was released in, I believe, December of 2016, and it's published by Vertigo Games. Um, this game is available on PSVR, the Vive, Oculus, I think a couple of other platforms. And essentially it is a first-person shooter zombie survival game. Um, basically the plot is you uh, you're an individual who wakes up in an Arizona valley and you begin to explore and just figure out like, where are you? What happened? That kind of thing. Until you stumble upon a radio and you hear another person's voice, which sets you off through various uh, levels to then find like another human being because zombies have taken over. Um, and the game takes you through valleys and mines and uh, a town or two and, and various like complexes and, and buildings. So that's pretty cool. And one thing that I like about the game, and maybe we'll kind of touch on this a little bit in our overall discussion of VR, but sometimes movement in VR can kind of be a bit unsettling or make me queasy. And with Arizona Sunshine, there's a free roaming movement option. I don't typically like that in VR games. Like in theory, it sounds like great. I just want to be able to like move through the environment naturally. There's something unnatural about it that messes with my brain yeah. and then makes my body sick. Um, but they also have a point and click movement option. So I appreciate the, the, the options there. Um, but there's a campaign you get to explore environments find you know tools supplies uh, you're mostly fighting with different kinds of of guns and there's also a um a horde mode that you can play and the one thing that's cool about this is you can play the campaign and the horde mode single player or with friends wow. so there's that multiplayer component that's that's kind of cool um i this is a game that i want you to play and if you want to play it solo cool but i would also be interested in playing it together with you because I really enjoyed this game. And for me, this was one of the first VR games that I played where it, how do I put this? <laughs> Some VR games are more of an experience and others feel like, oh, this could be like a quote unquote normal video game but it's in VR. So it felt like a full campaign. You know, it's not like it was a 40 hour game or anything like that, but it felt full enough. I think it was a rich enough experience. And I believe there's even some DLC that they have released. Yeah. Cause I think I bought the ultimate edition or something like okay. that. So mm -hmm. yeah, there, I think there's some, there must be some DLC, but yeah, you recommended it to me. I didn't, I don't think I realized that it was multiplayer though. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I have so on my I have a list of games that I have that are my favorites and then I have a list of games that I haven't played yet. That's on the Same. on the list that you know, especially with VR, that's one of the downsides is there's some setup, you know, you have to kind of hook it up and and even though it's not that much, honestly, it's just plugging the headset in and kind of mm -hmm. sitting down and and you know, moving my table a little bit. Um there's just some something about it that's like Ah, I'll do that later, you know? Right, right. It's not always the easiest thing I feel like to sort of jump into. But having said that, now that we both have PS4s and PS5s, I mean, I'm using my PS4 as just like, this is the virtual reality console. Same, same here. Yeah, I, I left it. I was going to move it upstairs to my bedroom. And then I was like, wait a minute. I I ordered the dongle for the PS5 so I could theoretically oh, I hook it up. Yeah, yeah, I think you can still do it. Um, okay. But I was like, well, but one of the things that I, I would get so frustrated about is having to um, connect, 
you know, like if I had to disconnect it, like the camera and everything. And so, cause my, my entertainment center is, is makes it very hard to get to the back of the TV. Um, mm. but I was like, what if I just connect the PSVR to the PS4 and then I never have to touch it. Like that's just my dedicated mm-hmm. VR station. So, um, yeah, that, that's kind of my setup too. And yeah, Arizona sunshine, sunshine is definitely on the list for me. For me, one of my favorite games is Arkham VR, Batman Arkham mm-hmm. VR. And it's one of the games that I love to show people when, so that's my third list is I have my, my, my list of favorite games, games that I haven't gotten to yet. And then games that I love to show people. Now, mm-hmm. Batman Arkham VR is one of my favorite games on my own. It's one of the first games that I played, but it's also something that I love to show people because I think it gives you a good sense of the impact of VR because for me, I don't think I ever really realized, and I guess I don't know if I really do or not, but I think I have a fear of heights, and I didn't know that until I played Batman Arkham VR. So number one, as I mentioned before, I'm a big Batman fan, so of course I had to get it. It was a launch title for the VR, for the PlayStation VR, and in and of itself, it's a great game. So essentially, if you've played any of the uh, Batman Arkham games, so Arkham City, um, Arkham Asylum, uh, Arkham Origins, etc., then you know what kind of game it is. It's the same developers, Rocksteady, and you're the same Batman, and it does sort of continue the story from Arkham Knight, the last Arkham game. And so I don't want to spoil too much, but I do want to say that it continues one of the major themes of Arkham Knight, which is Batman's mental stability. So it toys with that kind of idea. And I think it does some really, really interesting stuff. If you're a Batman fan, I think it tells a really great Batman story. I guess I'll just, I'll leave it at that. Mm -hmm. Um, So as a game, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, can confirm if you have a fear of heights, this game will mess with you. Yeah, because, okay, so (laughs) in the game, it it really is a Batman simulator. You start out as Bruce Wayne, you're in Wayne Manor, Um, Alfred comes in, gives you a little bit of a directive, and then you... Uh, put in this secret code on your piano and go down to the bat cave and then you put on the bat suit and you become batman you have to solve these crimes you know what's happening to robin or nightwing or whoever um, so it really is sort of a batman simulator but there are a few parts where it because it's made specifically for vr and i think rocksteady does a really good job of being aware of like what's going to give you the sensation of of what of how VR can trick your brain because one of the reasons I like watching people play it is after you put that code in on the piano, the ground below you just starts sinking. So you're on a platform that goes down into the bat cave. And as you start going down, things are moving and you're seeing yourself move down and it's kind of gives you a little, a bit of a weird sensation. And then when you enter the bat cave from above, you're on this little platform sinking down into the bat cave. When that first happened, I felt like my knees were going to collapse. I was like, oh, my <laughs> God. Like, I know that I'm my brain is so tricked. It's like I know that I'm in I'm not on this platform. I know that if I lean forward, I'm not going to fall 50 right, feet to my right. death. But my body doesn't know that my body's like, no, seriously, dude, fucking hold on. Grab something. <laughs> um, and later on in the game, too, the game just automatically starts you at on like the ledge of this building. Mm-hmm. And like when it Which did is what that, you did to me. <laughs> because i wanted to see if you had the same response son of a bitch <laughs> not everyone does some people do that and they're like oh wow this was cool and they I, just but i very much it. have a fear of heights like it's pretty <laughs> severe <laughs> yeah um i when i did that part i i literally had to 
like kneel down and touch the floor to give myself a point of reference because I it really felt like I was on this ledge. So I love the game. I think it's a great Batman story, but I also love playing it with with other people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and it, it was pretty cool. I mean, aside from the fear of heights thing, <laughs> <laughs> the very immersive. I would say, yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah. My second game um, is Super Hot. And Superhot originally released in February of 2016 and then later had a VR um, launch. And Superhot is published by Superhot Team. And it is a first-person shooter video game, but it, it has a bit of a twist. So time moves or time progresses, I guess, when you move. So right. if you stand still and you don't move, Nothing happens. Everything is frozen in the level that you're in. But as soon as you start to like move your head around, time will slowly progress. And so this allows you to strategically think about how you're going to um, go through the level and take down, you know, a room full of enemies in progress. So there's definitely some strategy that's involved with this. And I think because of that and the different weapons that you can use, um, there's a fair bit of like replayability. And originally I'm pretty sure super hot. It just released as, as a standard PC game. I think it makes so much more sense to be a VR game and it works perfectly. Um, you have access to pistols, a variety of different uh, weapons. You can throw knives and things like that, you know, throw items to the baddies and there's multiple levels as well as um, uh, it has like a campaign. Um, I don't, do you know, have they released any DLC? Obviously, the launch was a little while ago, but I can't remember if there was DLC content that was added. But Yeah, I don't remember if it was DLC or maybe it was just released on another platform. I thought I remember hearing something, but I'm not sure. Yeah, but it's it's a really fun game. Um, the graphics are kind of interesting. It's very clean, so it's basically this kind of whitish gray around you, and then um, the baddies are like red and you get to see like the trail of their like bullets as they come at you. So you can sort of like, you know, dip and dodge and stuff. And also time like, okay, there's a guy in the balcony and he shot at me and I can see the trail of the bullet coming at me. But first I need to take out the guy to my left. Will I have time to then look back and dodge yeah. underneath? Like it's it's fun and it gets you, you know, moving a little bit. It is fun. I remember hearing the concept back when it was a non-VR game and I thought, mm -hmm. ah, it sounds a little gimmicky, like eh, maybe I'll try it. <laughs> And then, like you said, it came out for VR, and I and my my friend Ron again, bring up Ron again, shout out to Ron, um, was like, oh, you know, you have to get it, and we'll we'll play it. And I tried it, and it, like you said, it's so fun. It makes you feel like you are in an action movie. Yeah, like um, a John Wick or something. Like. Right? Yeah, because like you're you are doing those like Matrix style moves, like bending yes. and like twisting, and like you'll like you said, you'll grab an ashtray with your left hand. And you're like, I'm going to I'm going to throw this ashtray with my left hand to take out the guy over on the balcony. And with my right hand, I'm going to shatter this bullet that's coming toward me because you could yep. do that. And that is like when you do that in the game, you feel like such a badass. You're like, I literally just <laughs> shattered this bullet in midair um, while nailing a guy with a an ashtray from 20 feet. <laughs> it's uh, it is a lot of fun. And that's another fun one to watch someone play because people will really kind oh, of yeah. twist and like contort and. <laughs> and duck dive and dodge it's it's it is really fun yeah definitely recommended 
what I recommend, I've recommended to you, and you haven't played it yet. I think you Uh-oh. did buy it, though. Uh-oh. Tetris Effect? Oh, yeah. I haven't played it yet. Oh, I love that game so much. Like, I... So, I'm... I would call myself a Tetris fan. I don't know if I'm, I'm not a Tetris, like, super fan. I don't buy, like, every, mm-hmm. you know, release or anything like that. And the idea of Tetris and virtual reality didn't sound very appealing to me because I was like, oh, is it Tetris in right. VR? Like, you know, how, how, to, how can that be, like, virtual reality? But it's really such a sensory experience. So it really is just Tetris. Um, there are a few minor, you know, kind of... Um, challenges so each new level there might be like a new challenge or something like that but it's really it's it's tetris it's the tetris that you would expect but the integration of like sound and music in the game and the visuals like what's going on behind and around and it sounds like it would be distracting but it's not um and it really is emotionally moving and I, I learned afterward that that was one of the things that the developers were going for was yeah, Tetris cool. meant so much to them. Because I want to say it's some of the original, not the original, original Tetris developers, right. but some of like the longstanding <laughs> okay, um, cool. Tetris developers. And um, that's one of the things they were going for. And it it worked on me. I remember there were several parts where I, f- I just almost felt overwhelmed with emotion because... Um, you get sort of I I don't want to be exaggerative and say you get into a trance but Mm -hmm. you really get into these like rhythms with the music um and with the visuals and it's just it's very appealing to the senses and it really stimulates your senses so I definitely recommend that one for anyone not just Tetris fans all right so my next game is Pistol Whip which released in 2019 and I believe it was published by Cloudhead Games. And really on paper, this should not be a game that I enjoy. (laughs) Um, It's an action rhythm game. And Hmm. usually I'm not a huge fan of like rhythm, you know, music related games, but there's action. Uh, It is titled pistol whip after all (laughs) and essentially you play you can play through 20 some levels and you're shooting at targets that pop up in front of you or you know to the side of you or even above you and in order to you know get a high score you want to shoot the targets according to the beat of the song that's playing during the level (laughs) and so each level features its own song which is which is pretty cool um the songs and i think the levels are pretty addictive and the music can be both like really intense but also like explosive in an exciting kind of way and it's it's edm um is i think for almost all of the the soundtrack but i don't know it's so much fun to just like be listening to these songs and you just like stand still basically and the track just kind of like moves you know moves down towards you and to just be like pop Pop, pop. <laughs> and then on occasion, you might have to like move, you know, shift to the left or to the right to, you know, avoid an, an obstacle. But I don't know. It's it's so fun. And you can replay the levels with different like modifiers and difficulty settings. And I actually just found out today because I was Googling a couple of things that last December, the devs added an update that introduces a five act campaign. Like wow. that is amazing to me. And that update is called... 
2089, I hmm. think. So they added this like story mode. And then there's another update that supposedly, I think it was leaked very recently, and it's adding another like story component to the game. Dang. So I'm very excited to kind of dive back into that. And that's the kind of thing where like I will look at my PS4 and be like, I could set up the VR today. It's not a big <laughs> deal. <laughs> but it's just a very fun and I think addictive game. I definitely recommend it. I forget, did you end up buying I it? I bought it, yeah. You did? It was yeah. one of those I got during a sale. That and Arizona Sunshine, because you Excellent. you recommended both of them. Yeah, and I got them. Mm-hmm. I just haven't haven't played them yet. Um I haven't hooked up my, my PS well, not my PS4. I haven't turned on my PS4 in a while, so Yeah. Um, I have to get back around. Last time I did, it was really slow. I think that was part of the reason. It was like I turned mine on. I don't know, like four weeks ago, something like that, to get some screenshots and also to get some cloud save data situated. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just feels so much slower compared to the PS5. Yeah. But so I don't know if it's just like that's how it always was, or is it actually slowing down? I don't know. When I went on, it was like. It was notably, it was way more, like, it was a lot slower than it was with mm. when I when I stopped playing it. So I didn't know if it was one of the system updates or something. Um, my next game, so, so like I said, I have so many that I should probably start cutting it a little bit shorter. <laughs> um, but there's a few that I just really loved. Uh, Keep Talking and Nobody Explodes is one of them. It's mm-hmm. available for, I believe, PC and PSVR. And that is a game, and I think now it's even, I don't even think you need VR. I think there's a non-VR version to play it. But essentially the premise of the game, it's a it's a cooperative multiplayer game where the person with the VR headset has to defuse a bomb. The people who are helping this person have the bomb manual, and they have to help the person defuse the bomb so the person who has the bomb doesn't know how to defuse it and there's little panels on the bomb so you see the bomb in front of you it's on a table and you pick it up and there's panels on the on the bomb but you don't know like you know so the classic is the the wires right so there's a maybe there's like two or three panels with wires on them and you don't know which wires to cut it's in the manual and so the person with the manual or the people with the manual have to look through the manual and look for the wire section and you know they start you have to communicate back and forth so you'll say something like how many batteries are on the bomb or what's the order of the bomb what colors are the wires and you have to communicate back and forth and figure out which wires to cut on that panel and then you move on to the next panel which might have uh, like a little maze game where the people with the manual have to guide the person it's not stressful at all (laughs) not at all no not at all um and that game is so much fun, but I feel like I can't get people to play it because it is a very stressful Cause game. Because it's stressful. It's a very <laughs> stressful game. and I don't like the pressure. <laughs> <laughs> I think we only played it once or twice, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, I did integrate it into a technical writing class that I had. I was told when I took this technical writing class that I can change basically whatever I want. I have to leave one assignment in there, though, and it's the instruction writing assignment. So our, my students have to write a set of instructions. And I was like, you know what that reminds me of? This game called this little little game called Keep Talking Nobody Explodes because the instructions in the bomb diffusing manual are purposely written in kind of a confusing way. Mm-hmm. Some of them are very confusing. And then so the person with the bomb can't see the manual. So the person with the manual has to be like, um, well, wait a minute. Hold on. Let me look at this. And the entire time you're trying to read these instructions, the time is ticking down yep. and the bomb's getting closer to exploding. Beep. And so I was like, you know, what would be so fun would be to have students 
play the game together like as a class and then have them rewrite the instructions to be more clear and more streamlined. Mm -hmm. So that's what we did. I do think it worked out pretty well. Um, I think I would change some things up in the future. It took us a, it was a, it was a good like week, week and a half assignment. Cause I had to bring my PS4 with my PSVR headset in and set it up. <laughs> lug that around campus. But I, the, the thing, so it was, it was a big fancy lab classroom with lots of computers, but like I could not figure out how to adjust the volume um, because it oh. wouldn't let me adjust it in the PS in the PS4. Um, and the way to adjust it through the, uh, the like the audio system in that room wasn't you couldn't make adjustments to it and so it was pretty loud which wasn't that bad except for when you get down to the last 30 seconds of the bomb getting ready to go off Mm -hmm. this music starts playing this like these like violins is like and it's very (laughs) kind of nerve-wracking and it's like blasting from these speakers so the whole (laughs) class you can tell is getting very nervous and it was like on the one hand it it was effective but on the other hand i'm like ah you know a little too much (laughs) yeah so i think i would do it again i'd make some changes but but I think that just being such a an interesting, unique experience in VR and being cooperative um, is it was just it was just a lot of fun. So I really mm-hmm. liked I really liked that game. Cool, cool. I will never play it again. <laughs> so my next game <laughs> is a pretty popular um, VR game, and probably if if you're familiar with PSVR, you've already heard of this. But Beat Saber, mm-hmm. which uh, came out in 2019, or I think it had an early access, but it officially released for the PS4 in 2019, and it's made by Beat Games, and it is another rhythm game. Uh, and basically, you're using lightsabers yeah. <laughs> to slash away at these blocks that are coming towards you, and you need to be standing, and the blocks will have little... Um, graphics that indicate do you have to like swing up do you have to swing to the side diagonally and you know one of your sabers is red the other one's blue or if you have the dlc it might be like green and pink or something like that and you have to match the saber up with the corresponding block that is coming towards you and again just like with pistol whip um you know you you for the most part are standing still but you do have to like shift left and right or like dip down as as needed there's also a variety of music and some of their like dlc music add-on content includes songs from some popular artists and i don't know i just find it very addicting and satisfying and again you have different like difficulty levels and modifiers i have not been able to beat the campaign i'm like stuck on a series of levels and i don't know that i'll ever be able to beat it so i mostly will hop on and just play individual levels and songs that i that i enjoy most um But one thing that I like about Beat Saber is I think it's one of those games that you can show to people who are new to VR and they'll play it. And I've, in my experience, they've gone, oh, now I get it. Mm -hmm. I see how fun VR can be because it's in some ways a very simple premise, but I think it showcases just like, I don't know how immersive this technology is. And how versatile, because when we think of VR, I think a lot of people think of real world experiences like oh so i'm going to be able Mm -hmm. to walk around a house and go to the zoo and that kind of thing be an astronaut we don't think of like well how do simple things like puzzle games like tetris or like rhythm games translate to vr because they don't sound very fun in vr but they can be and like you said this game the lightsaber thing is kind of what sold it for me was like i kept hearing people say 
it really feels like you have a lightsaber and I'm like, ah, can it really? And then, like you said, I tried it and it is so fun. And it's another game that's so fun to watch people play because yes. in addition to those blocks, sometimes there are blocks that will come towards you that you have to dodge. So you have yep. to keep kind of doing the rhythm and keep slicing these blocks, but then you might have to step to the right or duck down and watching people play, especially people who are not used to like video games, like watching my sister play, she, she, she does play video games, but not, not a ton. Um, she's like just starting to get the hat, like the hang of like, you know, breaking these blocks with the lightsabers. And then this big block starts coming toward her and it feels like this <laughs> thing's coming. And so she like kind of lets out a little scream and like jumps to the left, right, like right. dramatically, like she doesn't need to, but I think there's this, like you said, you really sort of get that, the, the, like what VR can make you feel with a game like this, because it's so simple and you start getting lost in the Absolutely. rhythm of it that you start forgetting that it feels different. It feels like you're really slicing these things. So, Yeah, I really feel like Beat Saber and Pistol Whip, them being like outside of what I would normally select as far as uh, games, speaks to the appeal of VR and how it just like can draw you in and how you can be so caught up in the sensory and even like the the physical aspects of virtual reality. Yeah, which is why I would love... I mean, I, I I would love for VR to become so easy to kind of overlay on existing games. I don't know mm-hmm. what the future looks like for that. We can talk about that when we get into things we want to see. But, you know, where, where most games or a lot of games have VR modes where mm-hmm. it's like you can play the game normally and it's meant to be played normally on a TV. But there's also a VR mode where you can experience some of that environment in VR. I think that would be right, a right. lot of fun. Um, one, I think, I don't know if it's on your favorites list, but I feel like we should talk about because it's sort of, I want to say almost like the default VR game that people turn to with, with regards to like new VR players and it's job simulator. Mm -hmm. That game, again, I don't know that it's on my favorites list, but I think it's like worth, worth bringing up because it is a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's this very kind of cartoony, uh, version of the real world. So you play a human in a, ro- a world of robots, essentially, and it's very cartoony, bright and colorful. And there's different jobs in Job Simulator that you have to take the role of, like a convenience store clerk or a, a short just order an cook, worker. an office worker. Yeah. yeah, and you do just basic, very basic tasks in there. So there will be a robot that will show up and be like, "Oh, can you get me a copy of this? Can you?" Put, a, put together a PowerPoint presentation for this. Yeah. And so you do very scan basic, this. right? Scan <laughs> this. Yeah. Get me coffee or something. Um, and, and it's, it's not, again, maybe it's not the most compelling uh, game, but it, but it's funny. It's and, funny and it's yeah. building off of these like everyday tasks that people can relate to. Yeah. And I think that's what sucks you in and makes you feel a little more comfortable. And it's, it's one of the, so one of the things we haven't gotten to is like there's a there's a lot of the games that we're talking about where you're controlling like lightsabers or guns or something but this is what i would call a grabbing game where you're doing a lot of Mm -hmm. grabbing so you're picking things up in vr and holding things and moving things and touching things um and that is i think you know to talk i think that's one of the reasons that it's a game that's sort of what i would call an introductory game where it's the game where you show your relative who doesn't play video games at all and you're like here play this game because like you said it asks you to do tasks that you're familiar with um Mm -hmm. and it makes them very simple like when you create that powerpoint 
I want to say the controller or the keyboard in the game only has like two buttons or something. And you just like basically keep hitting both (laughs) buttons and it just tap, tap, tap. Right. Um, And so it makes things very simple, but there's so many fun, little weird, creative things that you can do and experiment with. And that's what people end up doing. The game is like, oh, scan this thing on your scanner. And, you know, people are like, oh, but can I throw this donut over to the next cubicle and hit that robot? Oh, I can. Oh, that's funny. Can I eat this moldy donut? You do. And then you vomit (laughs) in the game. Yep. (laughs) So it's just it's a very fun, simple game to get into. It's stationary, so there's not a lot of like motion and motion sickness because uh, that's that is an issue with VR with games that have a lot of motion. Um, but yeah, I think it's I think it's it is. I guess I would say it's one of my favorites. It's just it didn't give me the same kind of like, oh my god, wow, this is so amazing and impactful or anything like that kind of thing. All right, so I've actually gone through the four games that I wanted to highlight. Um, I do have a list of games that I want to play, and one of those games is Star Trek Bridge Crew, which you can talk about a little bit more. That is on my list, yeah. I love that game. Um, I would say I'm a Star Trek fan. I'm not as big of a Star Trek fan as I used to be, but I do love... The original series, I love The Next Generation. I haven't mm-hmm. seen a lot of the, the... I haven't seen like Deep Space Nine and Voyager and all that stuff. Um, but I am aware of them. But Star Trek Bridge Crew puts you in the role of one of the five primary roles on the bridge. So Engineer, Captain. Mm-hmm. Um, those are the only two that are coming to mind at the moment. Uh, weapons, systems, you know, things like that. So like um, Navigator or something? Navigator, yeah, that's one of them. Um, and it's you know, it's kind of a dream come true. If you're a Star Trek fan, you really <laughs> get to be in these roles. You're on the bridge of a ship. Um, you you can actually, there are usually controls in front of you. Um, so like if you're the engineer, you can uh, reroute power from the engine to the shields and like, you know, that kind of thing. And the captain, it's a multiplayer game. I've never played it multiplayer, but you can play it with other people. I know that's the thing that people do on the regular um, cool. And it does. Yeah, it sounds really cool. Because then as the captain, you can be like, you know, raise shields, you know, uh, you know, fire photons, all that, all that cool stuff that the captains get to say, and your friends can execute that or not. And you can get mad and yell at them and eject <laughs> them. Yeah, it sounds um, like a nice like drinking in VR game, maybe <laughs> like, a, yeah, I mean, I think you could you should do it with friends because, you know, I, I basically when you play single player, you can give the same kind of commands to the AI players that you're with. But sometimes it's quicker to just jump to that position because you can do that as well. Um, And so that's what I was doing. But the thing is, like, it just it feels like you're this. I mean, you kind of are this like controlling anal retentive boss who's like micromanaging (laughs) like shields up. Never mind. I'll do it. You know what I mean? Like (laughs) out of my way. Um, but yeah, no, it's really fun. One of my favorite Star Trek games of all time was a game called Star Trek Starfleet Academy. Technically, oh. it was for the PC, but I played the Super Nintendo version when I was a kid. And it's it puts you in the role of a young cadet who's at Starfleet Academy. And you are basically going through and taking classes and doing these simulations to learn how to be a, a captain of a ship. And it's the closest thing to you know what i would want of a of a star trek game now um is this sort of like bioware-esque game where you're training to become some you know bridge crew member basically and then you actually get to graduate and do simulations and stuff like that 
this is about is about as close to you can as close as you can get to that without like the the social stuff going to school and all mm-hmm. that stuff but um yeah it's so much fun i really like it uh it it is again a pretty stationary game so it's there's not a lot of movement you know you probably won't be getting uh motion sickness as some people do in vr but um but yeah it's a it's a really great game and i think even if you're not a star trek fan i think if you're a star trek fan you appreciate some of the references but i don't think you need to be a star trek fan to to enjoy it cool cool yeah, Do so, you have many other games to highlight before we get to our list of just future? I, I do, but I'll try to, I'll, I'll keep these shorter. <laughs> so uh, Until Dawn, Rush of Blood is another one that I really mm-hmm. like, and I like showing people. Uh, it's it's based on the game Until Dawn, which is a PlayStation 4 game. Um, but Go play this, it, by the way. Go play it. It's excellent. <laughs> it's a, it's a like, choice-based um, horror game. But in this one, you're not really making choices. You're you're on this carnival ride, which is basically like a little roller coaster, and you go through like little shooting galleries, and then it gets mm-hmm. progressively creepier, and there's you know stuff starts happening. I don't want to spoil anything. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's mostly a point and shoot kind of game. You have a pistol in each hand, and you're in this mm-hmm. like in this moving kind of roller coaster cart. Um, but it's very scary. It does some really cool kind of creepy, surreal type type of things when you get later on in the levels. Um, but it's another game that's easy to, to play with someone new. It's scary. So, of course, if they don't like scary stuff, they don't they don't they wouldn't want to play it. But um, the, the premise is very simple. Again, there, there is some movement, so there might be some nausea. But um, I think it does a really good job of, you know, there are a lot of roller coaster simulations in VR. And I think part of it is because it's that's a really simple way to show how vr can trick your brain because when you Mm -hmm. go over that dip for a lot of people myself included your stomach drops and you're like why did that happen my i know that too yeah and so with rush of blood there's not it's not a roller coaster simulator but there are a few drops and even the first one which was a really small one my stomach dropped and i was like why did that happen what the hell is going on (laughs) um so that's a that's a really good one the Exorcist Legion VR is a game that I haven't played through the entire campaign yet. I've only played through, I think, the first two or three. I think there's like five parts. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's based on the film The Exorcist. You play a priest who's investigating these supernatural occurrences. And the reason I like that one is because it was the first VR game that really made me feel scared. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a part in it. And I think I made you play it, right? I think this is mm-hmm. one of those games that yeah. I made you play. Yeah. <laughs> where you're in a church and you're... Um, you're you're in an empty church by yourself and you're you're investigating these again these supernatural occurrences where supposedly this demon came in and you know did something creepy and so you're like going around and and looking at like blood blood droplets there's a priest there that's i think been killed um and so you're investigating but the thing that scared me so much was like the sound the ambient sound there's no Mm. music but you keep hearing things in the background and it has, you know, simulated like 3D audio. So you're like looking around and at one point, you know, you hear something and you hear the, if you've ever watched The Exorcist, the demon in that movie makes this kind of low guttural sound, like a growl, right? (laughs) And you hear that in the darkness in this VR game and you're like, why am I doing this to myself? I don't yeah, it's like, like, oh shit. I, and I, yeah. And I'm like, why am I scared too? I shouldn't be scared. It's just a game. Um, so it did such a good job of, of using setting and lighting and sound to um, 
really ratchet up the fear for me. And so I, I, I like that one. And I like showing people that one. Um, what else? Final Fantasy 15 Monsters of the Deep. I won't talk about too much. I love Final Fantasy 15. So getting to revisit that world in VR and fish, the fishing, it's, it's essentially it's a fishing VR game. Yeah, it was pretty fun. Yeah, you're fishing like these mystical imaginary fish, but it's a pretty simple fishing game, mm-hmm. and the graphics are really good. Um, and like I said, I love Final Fantasy 15, so getting to, to revisit that was fun. Uh, and then last one, Star Wars Squadrons. I didn't. I played through that campaign without VR, but I did play a couple of times in VR to get the sensation, and I thought it was really cool. It did not get me get me motion sick like I thought it might. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a pretty slow flight simulator. Star Wars Squadrons is a um, a flight simulator in the Star Wars universe, of course, and you get to pilot um, rebel ships and uh, imperial ships, uh, Tie fighters, X wings, stuff like that. And um, it's not quite as fast paced as you might think. It's kind of it's a little bit slower. Requires a little bit more um, kind of tactical thinking and stuff. But um, but it's it's a really fun game on its own and in vr i think it was surprisingly robust and you can play the entire game in vr so i thought that was really cool but mm-hmm. i think that's it for my list of games that i uh that are kind of like my my favorites okay all right well as far as my list of vr games that i want to play eventually um i'm interested in fruit ninja mm. slicing through some fruit sounds fun kind of um Beat Saber-esque. I have a copy of Blood and Truth, which is a first-person shooter game. I know it's got a lot of action, espionage, that kind of thing. And then I am curious about the L.A. Noir uh, VR case files. I think that would be fun. Uh, We already talked about Star Trek Bridge Crew, um, Everybody's Golf VR. We've played the, the, the regular version of that game. It's a lot of fun. And then there's this game called, I think it's pixel ripped 1995 have you heard of that no so it tells the story of gaming moving from like 2d sprites to 3d graphics Hmm. and it does that through this like coming of age story um and that's basically what i know about it but it looked kind of kind of cool and kind of cute um another game is farpoint and i might I might have a copy of that here somewhere, but Farpoint is a first-person shooter. You're on a hostile alien world, and I think you need to find some, like, missing scientists or something along those lines, and I think it looks quite pretty for a PSVR game, and it does make use of the, I'm forgetting what the peripheral is called, but, like, the gun-shaped VR controller, Um, and I think that's what I had for the games that I want to play. There's a, there are a lot of games that I want to play. Some of them we've already mentioned: Pistol Whip, Arizona Sunshine, mm-hmm. um, Vader Immortal recently came to PSVR. So oh. as a big Star Wars fan, I do want to try yeah. that one. Um, a lot of these VR games, I don't know if I'm going to like them, and sometimes uh, they can make me feel nauseous, and so I'm mm-hmm. I'm a little bit more hesitant to spend forty dollars for a game that I'm not sure I'm going to like. Um, Resident Evil, I loved. I mean, Resident Evil you can play through non VR. But the reason it's not on my favorites list is because that game definitely made me feel sick when I played it. So I couldn't get through more than like 30 or 40 minutes without feeling very sweaty and kind of, you know, queasy. So um, I'm I'm also cautious about that. I would hate to spend $40 on a game and then be like, I can't even play this, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, And that's 
the tough thing about it. But. Yeah, definitely. Astrobot Rescue Mission has gotten such accolades. And that was one of the ones I was mentioning earlier about PSVR exclusives. Mm-hmm. Supposedly, that's one of the best VR games out there. Mm-hmm. I haven't played it yet. So um, I loved the uh, Astrobot um, Playroom for the PS5. So mm-hmm. I'm really. Yeah, that's one I'll that. probably pick up when it goes on sale. Yeah. Um, I bought Wolfenstein Cyber Pilot. I love the two oh, recent yeah. Wolfenstein games. So I would like to mm-hmm. play that. Eagle Flight looked really interesting. You. You are basically i think you play the role of an eagle or or various birds maybe and you get to fly around i think paris or something um moss that's going to be coming for free oh yeah to playstation vr i played the demo of that that was very cute um the room vr is interesting i don't know much about that Hmm. um but yeah i have some of the same same one as uh, same entries as you everybody's golf vr I love that core game. I'm surprised to to not hear No Man's Sky on your list because that you can play entirely oh. in VR. You know, that's one of those games where I don't know if I would like it in VR. Interesting. I, I think you're right. I think I I want to try it, but yeah. I and maybe once I take off through the atmosphere in VR, I'll be like, oh, I'm converted. I never right, want to play it. Right. But I have a feeling, especially since I've played so much of it outside of VR, that I don't need it to be in VR and it's not necessarily realistic. So for me, it's kind of like Skyrim VR, right? That's another one. Yeah. Yeah. I bought Skyrim VR. uh, on one of the PSVR or uh, PlayStation sales for very cheap, but I'm not going to play through that entire game in VR. (laughs) I'll probably get sick, but, but outside of that, I've already beaten it. So it's like, you know, Mm -hmm. what's the, what's the point? Um, So let's shift over to what we want, from future vr games so we know that playstation is working on what's been called playstation vr 2 with new Mm -hmm. controllers which is cool um they haven't released many details about the headset but outside of that just in general what are what are some things that we want in vr going forward like what's your next ideal let's say do you mean mostly as far as like the system the the systems or or games like what what kinds of experiences are we not seeing or what kind of experiences Mm. would you like to see more fully realized or clarified? Yeah. So I guess I was thinking about this mostly from the perspective of like the, the system, the hardware, the peripherals. Um, I, I would like something different from like your main controller. I'm not sure like what I want, but I like they, they released images for like the new ones. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and I think those look look interesting. Um, this kind of goes along with like I think the hardware and like the implementation of of that within each games. But I I would love for VR to get to the point where the tracking is a little bit better. Yeah, and like not to have any more like floating hands or like your hand is twisted behind you and like how you know like that makes it more difficult to actually be immersed into these games and actually you know do whatever the task is that you need to do in these games so just seeing like the tracking and whatever all that entails kind of be developed further i would like to see either more variety in the like movement system so how you get from point a to point b um or just an improvement on the systems that currently exist it might just be that I will never be able to enjoy the free movement system. But I don't know, like, can that be implemented in better ways where it doesn't quite feel, I guess, as jarring to like your your brain? 
Um, and then as far as just like the headset itself, can we please get rid of the cords? <laughs> <laughs> I have almost tripped. I can't tell you how many times. And I know we're going to be down to like a single cord now. So that's great. Yeah. But if we could move to just like having that freedom of a cordless headset, that would be amazing. I think it would be great. And I'm sure that someone has rigged this up on the PC. Um, that's one of the things about the PC is that when when project morpheus was announced i you would hear all of these cool tech demos that people were making like at home but of course once you know a system like that becomes monetized and formalized there are storefronts that you have to go through and and a lot of those things kind of go by the wayside and if you want to have a, a specific kind of vr controller usually you have to get it like approved and all this stuff but i'm yeah. sure that there's been some some modded stuff out there where people have come up with this, but I would love for it to be a little bit more mainstream where you can buy a glove or VR glove or VR yeah. gloves, um, where it's perfectly simulated your hands in VR. But mm. like, because like you said, one of my, my biggest things is I, I like games like Arkham VR or like job simulator where you can pick things up. But so often it's not even just about your hand floating off into space, which does happen. It's about like when you pick something up, sometimes you'll be holding it and then you're, it'll just slip through your hand. It'll like go through yeah. your fingers and like disappear. Um, and or when you have to like pick up something and put it on your imaginary belt yeah. and it's like not acknowledging that like clipping. <laughs> yeah. And the thing is some games are so much better than others. So, you know, it's not just really like a hardware thing. It's gotta be right, a software right. thing too. Some games, like I think Batman is actually pretty good at that um, for the most part. But there are other games where, and so is, I think, Job Simulator, which we should also mention there's a vacation simulator out there. It's a sequel. Oh, yeah. Haven't played that one yet. Sounds fun. Um, but then there are other games where, you know, it's just like The Exorcist is one of them. It's so hard to hold things in that game. And then you drop them and they go out of <laughs> out of out of the area where you can like bend down and you try to bend down and it's like please go back into the the viewable area or whatever. And it's like right. stuff like that. So like you said, the tracking I think could get a lot better. Mm -hmm. um, I, I, as I mentioned before, one of the things I would love is, is for more games. And of course I know this means more funding and all that kind of stuff, but uh, maybe if Sony is really serious about the PSVR, the next generation of the PSVR being, being successful, Maybe they can help developers and provide some resources for them to have VR modes because there are games like the Persona 4 uh, or Persona 3 and Persona 5 dancing games. Mm -hmm. They have VR modes and the core of the game, yeah. the gameplay, the dancing is not VR, but you can go into the characters rooms in VR and like look around their rooms and it's so oh, fun. It's okay. a fun little thing. You don't need it in the game, but it's just this fun little extra detail and mm -hmm. having little things like that I think would be would be so much fun. So that's that's one of the things that I want. It's just VR modes and more non VR games essentially. Yeah. Ace Combat yeah. 7's another uh, Ace Combat 7 is another good example. That game is not a VR game, but there's a VR mode in it where you can play a bunch of missions in VR and so I uh, I I want more more things like that. Mhm. Mm another thing is fidelity cuz I think I suspect that the queasiness and that not because like the free walking like you were talking about for me is where a lot of my nausea will come in. If you 
if I'm either moving too quickly through a space or the game is moving me through a space, that's when I start to feel kind of nauseous. Exactly, yes. So there's a game called, what was that horror game that we played pretty early on? Was it the one where you were like in a city and it was like cobblestone and you would like go down steps and it made me, for whatever reason, that made me feel really queasy. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm forgetting the name, but... I haven't played more of that game because the game starts you out on a train car. So you're in a train car and the train car is moving. So the train car is moving forward and then you're moving in the train car. So there's like two different types of motions going on. That made me feel so sick. So games that move me through the environment or games that allow me to move through the environment, but maybe the refresh rate or the frame rates aren't perfect that stuff makes me sick. So I want to see not only yes. better fidelity, because for me, one of the things I'm always disappointed by is that the graphical fidelity isn't anywhere near what I'm used to seeing in these big AAA games. And I understand that to an extent because you have to split these images into two screens. So from what I understand, you'll never get 4K. Like the most you'll get is 2K because it'll be 2K for each each eye, essentially. Maybe I'm misunderstanding the technology behind it. Um, but I, you know, what we're seeing is not necessarily even to that level. We're seeing a lot of like aliasing and screen tear and stuff like that, um, and muddy textures. And so, and I understand a lot of these games were probably spun up very quickly to, you know, be ready for a lot of these VR platforms at launch, but I would like to see better, better fidelity, better graphics, I also kind of wonder, like, are we seeing a lot of small developers or small development teams kind of pop up with this excitement of VR and not all of them are maybe as experienced as, you know, the development teams that have more money and resources. And so we're not getting quite like the same level of, (laughs) I guess, just design and implementation across the board. Well, yeah, because I think Half-Life Alex is a great example of what you can achieve when you have a big company mm-hmm. who's putting a lot of resources into making a game notable that I wouldn't, I don't, I don't think it's unfair to say I haven't played the game yet, but I don't think it's unfair to say that that game is regarded as probably the best VR game or best VR experience out there. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's coming from valve, a company that has a long history of making games and again, tons of money and when they decided to make a good VR game, they had the resources to do it. But like you said, yeah. a lot of the studios that we're seeing making a lot of these VR games are small studios that are spun up specifically with the intent of getting in on this new market. And I kind of just wonder if like we're going to see that bubble continue to grow and then eventually it's going to have to burst and some of these smaller developers are probably going to you know end up shuddering, which is sad. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, because I don't think the market has grown as quickly or as um, expansive as many people wanted it to. But mm-hmm. I still think it's growing. That's why every time I hear people say, like, when is when is VR going away? I'm like, I don't think it is. Like, you know, again, Sony is coming out with a PlayStation VR 2. Um, you know, it's not it's too dangerous for a lot of these companies to put all of their eggs in the VR basket. That's why you're not seeing, you know, Sony, you know, putting as many games out as you would expect. I think that's what people point to is they're like, oh, but look, Sony or oh, this company or that company is not releasing yeah. multiple VR games. 
Um, but that's not their focus. You know, there's plenty of mm-hmm. PSVR games out there. Even the ones that we've talked, we haven't, there's ones that we have not talked about, um, mm-hmm. that I skipped over. Cause I'm like, I don't want to take up too much time. Um, right. or that Here we are. <laughs> aren't necessarily my favorite, but that are still fun. Creed rise to glory. That mm-hmm. was a fun game. I gashed open my shin on my coffee table. <laughs> oh my God. I remember. That. <laughs> I don't move very often when I play VR games. I know a lot of people move too much. Like when you, it's so annoying yeah. when you introduce VR to someone new and you're like, you have to stay within about the same area. And they're like trying to walk like three, four feet to the left and right. And you're like, stop the game. That would be my partner. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and they're like, why does it keep saying, you know, it's because you can't, you can't move. This is not, you know, full VR. I understand that this giant block is coming towards you, but just lean. Yeah, just lean. Just lean just a little. Lean a little bit. Six <laughs> inches. That's good. Um, but, and so I know not to move, but in Creed, you're boxing. And so you're using the controllers as like your fist. And I just got mm-hmm. so caught up in it that I was apparently inching forward toward my coffee table, which I pushed <laughs> like a good three or four feet of, away from me. I didn't realize it was there and I was fighting this really intense fight and I'm like dripping sweat. I'm like, I'm going to get this guy. And I went to like step forward to really deliver this punch and my table was right there and I hit my leg so hard. It, I gashed it open. It was bleeding. Um, and so like, I do like that game. It's not one of my favorites, but there's plenty of games we haven't covered. There's tons of games out there for the PSVR. Um, and I, I, I don't think it's going to slow down. I'm hoping, like I said, mm-hmm. that we see more companies at the very least, like Vader Immortal. Like, we don't have to have this big, full, you know, Star Wars game, but give us experiences like that, these smaller, mm-hmm. contained experiences. I'm totally fine with these shorter experiences. Like, yeah. that's that's perfect. Or some of these smaller companies that we're talking about that kind of spun up, um, probably just to kind of cash in on this mm-hmm. early burgeoning market. Instead of coming up with your own games, if you're not, you know, game developers that have a lot of experience instead of coming up with like an original IP and risking getting lost in this flood of these new games, why don't you partner with some existing companies and say, Mm -hmm. let us make a VR version of your game. So again, make a, make a VR version of gone home. That would be so awesome. It could be the same game. I would just love. (gasps) Now I want a VR version of Firewatch. Everybody's gone to the rapture. You know what I mean? Like being able to walk (laughs) through these games, like the VR is such a perfect platform for walking Sims that I'm so shocked that we haven't seen that many. Um, Mm -hmm. And, and so maybe the companies that are making them are not equipped to make VR games partner with some of these smaller companies, you know, give them a cut. So, uh, all right. Um, any other games that we missed? <laughs> Anything else we want to talk about? No, I think I definitely have everything covered off of my list, but I think we, we tackled a lot. Yeah, I, I was, skipped a few, but yeah, I think I think we pretty much covered it. Um, are you going to pre-order the PSVR 2 as soon as it's officially announced? Do we have a price point? Yeah. What's what the, what would you be willing? If it was $400, would you pre-order day one? It depends on when you ask me that question. <laughs> if it's in November, right after we get our financial aid or <laughs> um, or September, I should uh, say. If it's in November when I'm adjuncting, yes. <laughs> if it's in May, right before summer, when things get tight. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, man. The, I don't know. I'm the same. <laughs> How much is it? I, I don't know. There's not a price point yet. So. Oh, there isn't. No, yeah, yet. yeah. Okay, That's okay, what I was okay. curious. Yeah. I feel like yeah. it's got to be at least at least 400 yeah yeah i would like to we'll, we'll yeah. just say that <laughs> yeah same 
Well, okay. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening. Yes. Next week, we'll be doing a segment that we're going to call Make the Game, Damn It, or Make This Game, Damn It, where mm-hmm. we are going to pitch games that we think should exist. Not not sequels to games or series that we want. Of course, we want those. I, I will forever want a new Chrono Trigger game. But games that we're like, why aren't they out there yet? Where the hell is this mm-hmm. game? We're going to talk about those. Until then... Reach us at prettypixelspodcast at gmail.com. You can find me on Twitter at Losperman. And we hope you have a wonderful week. If you're mm-hmm. if you're able to, go get vaccinated. We got our shots today. Yeah, we got our shots today. Um, there are a lot of slots. I, th- I, was, I was like, I'm going to wait to get vaccinated because, you know, a lot of other people who need to get vaccinated first. Mm-hmm. But apparently... There's a lot of openings, and I mean, it p- depends on where you live, of course, but you're in Michigan. Right, right. I'm in Illinois. Yeah. My local health department, they had 400 appointments today, so it's definitely filling up, but that's that's good. I was worried that being in a, a slightly more rural community, not yeah. as many people would be signing up, but it seems like it's been pretty busy. Yeah. So if you can, get vaccinated, have a wonderful week, and we will talk to you next week. Bye. Bye. Got to do it every time. Bye. <laughs>